السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصدون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما بسجر الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد I don't know what to say. In all honesty, I don't know what to say. I don't have any notes, you see, I normally have. I don't have any notes, I actually don't know what to say. On both fronts. What's happening now? The brutality, the genocide, the ethnic cleansing, the violation of human rights, it's in front of the eyes of the world. And for the international community to ignore that, to become blind about it, to act as if they are the perpetrators, to call them the criminals, and then to stir up lies, and social media is doing a brilliant job of that, and not just social media, You've got politicians, you've got celebrities, and sadly some Muslims as well, who are in this. And we can clearly see, the world is seeing, the situation of Gaza, the situation of the West Bank, and the situation of Jerusalem is not a new story. This story didn't start on the 7th of October. It didn't start there. That's not the beginning point. This has been going on for a very, very long time. The people of Gaza live in a blockade, in an open-air prison, on a strip where millions of people live in a place where there is limited access to electricity, limited access to clean water, and their basic human rights are not met. And this isn't the first time that the occupation have come and totally wiped out. If you look at the scenes now, the people from there are reporting. There are areas that are totally wiped out. It's just rubble. There's nothing left. It's just wiped out totally. And there's no sign of stopping. Rather, today they've announced that anybody who's in the north of Gaza, go to the south of Gaza as if there's loads of space there. They're already living in the most densely populated strip of land in the entire world. Because we intend to totally wipe it out. And what's the idea after that? Then move to the south and wipe that out. Where do the people go? They want them to leave. And go to Egypt or anywhere else. And do you know what the people are saying? The people of Gaza are saying, and this is my point now, is don't steal the narrative. Don't speak on their behalf. Speak their language. Say what they are saying. They've got their head up high. They're not looking down. They have their head up high. Sitting on their home which is in robots. And they said, we will never move from here. We will not move. This is our country. This is our city. 
and we are doing this for the cause of Masjid Al-Aqsa. Don't forget this. In our discourse, in regards to the Palestinian issue, we cannot undermine the significance and the centrality of Masjid Al-Aqsa. The people of Gaza are saying, whatever happened, whatever we are doing, the sacrifice we are making is for the cause of Masjid Al-Aqsa and the occupation of Jerusalem. That's what the cause is. It's not just for land. It's not just for people. There's a humanitarian crisis throughout the world. And we stand with any oppressed human being. Nobody should be oppressed. Nobody's right should be violated. But why is it that they are going through this? And they are showing the resistance. And what gives them that resistance and courage? Speak to them and ask them. And they will tell you. They will tell you that we are doing this for the sake of Masjid Al-Aqsa. One of the recent events that happened, when the Israeli war criminals, the terrorists who came and they bombed residential blocks, allegedly saying that we are attacking weapon facilities. These were residential blocks, attacking ambulances, attacking hospitals, bombing entire areas where civilians are living. This is the way they work. This is their modus operandi. This is the way they have always done it. It's nothing new. We're seeing a repetition of what has happened from the beginning in 1948. How did they become who they became? How did Palestine turn into Israel all of a sudden? So the idea was always to do a mass ethnic cleansing to clearly wipe out any Islamic or Muslim presence from the whole of Palestine. So one of these attacks that took place, it knocked out a whole residential block. A news reporter comes and asks the mother who has lost her whole family. She has lost all her children. She has lost her home. And the news reporter is asking, how do you feel? Do you have any words for the world? Do you know what she said? In a very calm, composed manner. She said, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So the news reporter said, like, really? She said, yes. She goes, Allah can give me more children. Allah can give me a house again. But we cannot replace Masjid Al-Aqsa. I am willing to give up my children. I'm willing to give up my home. I'm willing to give up everything, my life as well. But I am not willing to give up the cause of Masjid Al-Aqsa. This is the message of the people of Gaza. And they will stand with this. And this is what they are saying. That even though the colonials tried to divide and conquer the Muslims, and that's what they've done. They've pushed some Muslims into Gaza, who, lack, who have a certain status. Some into the West Bank, who have a different status. Others into Jerusalem, which they call Israel, who have a different status. It's the same colonial policy of divide and rule so that they all have differences amongst them. They'll never unite, never collaborate. And there was always this thing that the people of Gaza do not support the cause of Masjid Al-Aqsa. This is what they were trying to spread. So they are saying, that's not true. What we are doing now is only, only the first primary goal is Masjid Al-Aqsa. Now let me take you back a few weeks, a few weeks. A few weeks ago, what was happening is there were daily violations inside Masjid Al-Aqsa. What, what caused all of this? We have to know this. We have to know what is the cause. Why is everything happening? Because believe me, 
what has happened there is going to impact every single one of you here in the UK. It, it is going to. And it's going to continue impacting you. And as we get closer to Kiala, everything's going to be all about that region. It's going to be all about Baitul Baqdis. It's going to be all about Masjid al-Aqsa. I'm not saying it. Open the books of Hadith. You will find every single one of the end of, end of times, the signs of the last final hour. And we're getting very close to it. Everything will be about Baitul Maqdis, Masjid Al-Aqsa and the surrounding lands. Everything. And we're going towards that very fast. And if you don't want to speak about it now, you will not have a choice. You cannot escape this. We cannot escape this. And also, my question is, are we only going to speak about this topic when murders are happening? When massacres are taking place? Is this is what will be the difference between the BBC and us? That's what the BBC are doing. Some, something happens on a large scale, then they talk about it, the media. It goes quiet, we go quiet as well. Whereas every single day since 1948 and even before that, every single day, Palestinians living in Palestine do not have their basic human rights met. Not only that, injustices are carried out against them, fatally being shot for no reason whatsoever, being murdered, and their houses being demolished, evicted from their homes, not being allowed to pray inside Masjid Al-Aqsa, those worshipping are in prison, why? Just for reciting Quran. This is something that's happening every single day, not just from the 7th of October. So coming back to this, what do we need to, as Muslims, we must understand it from their point of view. They are saying, they are saying that we will do whatever it takes we will not move from here. And when you ask the people of Gaza, one of the verses of the Quran, which you hear from them, is, وَلَا تَهِنُوا فِي بِتِغَاءِ الْقَوْمِ Do not stand back from resisting. This ayah was revealed in Uhud. Do not stand back from resisting. The enemies are coming after you. They are putting you under these difficult situations. Why? إِن تَكُونُوا تَعْلَمُونَ Quran says, don't, don't hesitate in resisting and standing up for your rights, defending yourself. Why? Because the Quran says, because as a result of this, what's going to happen? They're going to have casualties and you're going to have casualties. Yes. Yes, on both sides there are casualties. But are they equal? Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'arjoona min Allahi ma la yarjoon. Wa ta'arjoona min Allahi ma la yarjoon. You have a great hope and umid and expectation and optimism in Allah. That when you leave from the world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to bless you. Whereas they don't have that reward. They don't have that concept of the akhirah. Your focus, your goal is much more greater. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu in the battle of Uhud, when he stood there and he looked because Muslim, many Muslims lost their lives. He said, La sawa, La sawa. Yes, there are casualties here, there are casualties here, but they're not the same. Qatlana fil jannah wa qatlakum fil naab. Our disease have gone straight to jannah and your disease have gone straight to jahannam. They're not equal. Rather, ours haven't even died. The Quran has said they are alive. The Prophet ﷺ has said that when a person becomes a shaheed, 
and all of these are shaheed. If a building drops on you, the Prophet has said, if you are crushed, you are a shaheed. How many thousands of people are becoming shaheed because they're being crushed under these buildings that are falling upon them because of the missiles and the attacks from the illegal occupation. The Prophet has said, these people are shuhada. These people are martyrs. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when a person experiences martyrdom and shahada in this way, what happens? They do not feel any pain. It's like he gave an example. When you are, when you are kneading the dough and you're making chapati, and there's the dough, and you're kneading it out and you're punching it away and you're rolling it out and trying to make your bread. And all of a sudden you notice a hair in there. This is a description of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He says, you, you go to it and you, you pull out the hair. This is, this is what they feel. This is what they feel. This is what they experience. So one is what we are seeing, but let's understand the narrative of the Quran. Let's understand the narrative of the Sunnah. And I will remind myself first of all and everybody else that we cannot take Allah out of the equation. We have Allah. You have Allah. Palestine has Allah. Allah hasn't gone anywhere. We have the same Allah. Alam tawa kaifa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashabil fil. Alam yaj'al kaydahum fi tadlil. Wa arsala alayhim qayran ababil. Tarmihim bi hijabatin min sijil. Faja'alahum ka'asfin makul. We are not about the numbers. We are not about the governments. We are not about the weapons. We are not about strength and materialism. We are people who believe, trust, and rely on Allah. If you're going to watch the news every single day, well, I can guarantee that you are going to begin losing hope. You're going to become despondent because the human brain that Allah has given you does not have the capacity to take in so much negative information. We don't. And do you know what's going to happen? And it's already happening because the scenes that we are seeing are harrowing. They are devastating. And it makes your blood boil. It makes you cry. But how long for? On one side, we're, we're taking in all this information. All of the attacks, the injustice, the blasting of the entire area of Gaza. And you're seeing it. On the other side, what are you doing about it? What are you doing? I ask, what am I doing about it? Tell me. Hmm? Come on, give yourself some credit. You change your profile, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I'm coming to that now. Yes, I'm, I, I'm, I'm coming to that now. I'm coming to that now. What should we do about it? That's exactly what I'm going to speak about in the last five minutes or 10 minutes that I have. My question is, if, you are, if we are consuming this news and on the other side, we're not doing anything about it, there's going to be something going on in your head. You're going to switch off. You're going to become paralyzed. It's going to kill you and eat up at you because it's not going to make sense that all of this is happening. And then what's going to happen is we develop a sense of despondency. We start losing hope and we start spreading a secular narrative. We start looking at, oh, they've got America. They've got the UK. They've got, and this is in our circles, this is what everyone's talking about. We've got Allah. What about that? We have Allah. Ibn Abbas was, was told by the Prophet if the whole world gets together 
and tries to harm you, if you have Allah with you, nothing can be done. That doesn't mean we don't use the means. Of course we do. We use whatever means within our capability and capacity. But our hearts should have reliance. This should increase our reliance in Allah. It shouldn't take us further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our reliance, our tawakkul, our love, our attachment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needs to increase. Our optimism, our husnul dhan in Allah. وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ غَافِلًا عَمَّا يَعْمَلُ الظَّالِمُونَ Quran says, Do you think Allah is unaware of what the oppressors are doing? Allah knows every single missile and bomb and bullet that is used to kill every single person. You think Allah is going to let them go like that? Allah is waiting. Allah has a plan. Allah has a policy. And this is a test for you and I. It's a test for you and I. What we will, will we do in this situation? So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us. Quran says, do not lose hope. Do not lose hope. Do not become people with a low morale, have a high morale. You will always be victorious. You know why? You're a Muslim. Muslims are always victorious even when we are defeated. Even in our defeat, we are victorious. Why? Because we have Allah. If you have Allah, you have victory. And if you don't have Allah, you can have the world. You can have the superpowers. You are a Mr. Nobody. It doesn't matter. We are people of Allah. We are people of the Quran. And this has to be our narrative. Look at the Quran. Every single story you find, you will see that it was never about the large numbers. It was never about the materialism. It was about connecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, something you and I have forgotten today. So what can we do? What should we be doing? The first thing I'm going to mention is Alhamdulillah, as a community, we are very privileged and lucky in our masjid, we have something going on for the cause and sake of Masjid Al-Aqsa for more than two years every single week. I myself have stood before you for the last more than two years every single week making this announcement. Making this announcement. We have the Great Fajr campaign for the cause of Masjid Al-Aqsa. Brothers, sisters, children, please come. Some of you nod your head. Some say inshallah. I know some of you just laugh at me. I'm thinking, there he goes again. What an idiot. Keep saying the same thing every single week. Well, here we are. On the day of judgment, Allah will ask you, you had this event in your masjid, something to stand with the Palestinian people and do something about the cause. Did you do anything about it? Did you make a point to attend? All you have to do is you have to show up. Everything is done for you because in all honesty, this is a case that's not going to end. I also ask, if it wasn't for the occupation, would we ever talk about Masjid Al-Aqsa? If it wasn't for this occupation and all this injustice, like the only reason now everybody's talking about it, because it is, is it going to take so much for us to connect to Masjid Al-Aqsa? Masjid Al-Aqsa is not something political. It's an ayah of the Quran. It's your aqidah. It's part of your faith. And it's something that will never be taken away from us. But at the moment, it's fully under occupation. So what can we do regularly, consistently, that will keep us connected? So the first thing I'm going to propose is what I tell you every single week. Alhamdulillah, in this masjid, we are not just doing something reactionary. We're not just saying, oh, look what's happened now. Let's go and do a protest or a demo. No, this is your masjid. 
and the reason why we are where we are is because we have abandoned Masjid Al-Aqsa. We have neglected Masjid Al-Aqsa. We have no connection to Masjid Al-Aqsa. So the first thing I'm going to propose to every single one of us, and then it's up to you how you take it. Every single week, every Sunday morning at Fajr in this Masjid, we have something called the Great Fajr Campaign. This event is taken directly from Masjid Al-Aqsa. They have it on a Friday morning in Juma. We've taken it directly from there. And this is what we're doing here. Why? So that we can understand, raise awareness and connect ourselves to the cause of Masjid Al-Aqsa. Because the cause of Masjid Al-Aqsa is the most important cause right now. So we want everybody to attend, inshallah. In this event, we have number one, we have the Qunut in the Salah. And that is something the Prophet did when 70 of his great Sahaba were killed. Here it's not 70, there's thousands and thousands, not just today and not just in Palestine. This is not just about Palestine. Muslims are being killed all over the world. We should be doing Qunut. Alhamdulillah in this masjid, there's Qunut every day. But particularly for this cause on Sunday morning, we have a Qunut. We want you to be part of this dua. The, the dua made in Salah is very powerful. It's a special dua. We'll be doing it today in Juma as well. So the dua made in the salah has a special effect and impact. So we want you to join this inshallah. Brothers, sisters, children are all welcome. And it's only about one and a half hours of your time. So Fajr Salah on Sunday is at 6.30. So we want you to attend. Attend the Fajr, attend the Qunut. After Salatul Fajr, we share a lesson. One lesson about Masjid Al-Aqsa. At home, we know you're not going to read a book. You're not going to go and learn lectures. We, we know we're all busy, all of us, including myself. But here, this is like a done-for-you package. All you have to do is just turn up. And everybody in the room will be getting together for one cause and one cause only. To stand with Masjid Al-Aqsa and the people of Palestine. We'll have one lesson and then we give about five minutes to read Quran. Now you know, normally throughout the week, a lot of us, we don't get a chance to pick up the Quran. And this is an issue in itself. Because in order for us to gain these lands back and these masajid back, we need to be connected to Allah. We become distant. So we need the Quran in our lives. A few minutes of Quran, a few minutes of dhikr, and then we have dua. After dua, it's time for ishraq. You pray your two rakat ishraq, and then mashallah, the masjid management for over two years have generously, going out of the way, arranged breakfast for everybody that attends every single week. And it's a generous breakfast as well. And that's again another amazing time to socialize with like-minded brothers and sisters to talk about the same cause. This is powerful. This is effective. This is within your reach and your capacity. This is something you can do, not just as a one-off going on the streets and shouting a few slogans and then missing your salah in the interim. This is something connected to the masjid, bringing yourself closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember Allah says in the Quran, Allah will not change the situation of a people until the people don't change themselves. I have to start from me. So my final words are for you. What are you going to do? One is inshallah, make the intention to attend on Sunday. Everyone's doing that inshallah. So we're going to see everybody and spread the word, spread the word. And it's not just this week, it's every week, whether the news shows you or not. Inshallah, our program will continue. So first of all, we attend on Sunday, 6.30 a.m. Along with that, what can you do every single day in every moment? There are two things. One is 
good deeds. Al-A'malu Saliha have a massive impact. You know when you carry out a good deed, the impact and the benefit of that is not limited just to yourself. It's a global impact. A global impact. So if you can carry out a daily deed, if it's sadaqah, for example, for any cause, and make the intention, oh Allah, I'm giving this 50 pence or five pound for the sake of Masjid Al-Aqsa, for the sake of Palestine. I'm reading this Quran, oh Allah, through the barakah of this recitation, of this salawat and this durood, oh, this two rakat that I'm doing, salatul haja, I'm making dua, oh Allah, ease the situation on the Palestinians. So that's one thing you can do. And on the flip side, you know when you commit a sin, when you do an act of disobedience, and we tell people, oh, don't judge me, this is between me and Allah. It's not quite like that, brothers. It's not quite like that. When I commit a sin, the impact of that sin is global. It affects everybody. It affects even the animals and the trees and the winds. So from today, inshallah, let us make an intention for the sake of Masjid Al-Aqsa. If I'm committing a sin related to my eyes, from today, I'm going to tell myself that I'm going to stay away. I'm going to abstain from haram, from my eyes, so that through the barakah of this abstinence, Allah will have mercy on the people of Masjid Al-Aqsa and Palestine and Gaza. Because otherwise we're contributing to it. Our good deeds contribute to it. Our sins contribute to it. Similarly, if it's our ears that we're misusing, make that intention and tawbah. This is what's needed. We need to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help us. Along with that, you've been advised from other people in regards to lobbying your MP. If there's any protests or demos which you can partake in safely in a, in a, in a civil manner, do so and any other methods. But primarily, we want this to be not something we just do today and then forget about it tomorrow. It's something on a regular basis. Everybody will come inshallah on Sunday. Jazakumullah khairan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you.